0: sponsor this episode. Buds. It's crazy to think about November 2019 is when we rebranded to Weed Buds Radio and Matt joined the team and it's been craziness ever since.
1: Yeah, the Weed Buds family is incredible. It's such an honor. Thank you, Rye, for bringing me on board and I've had a blast working, doing uh, creative work for the podcast and helping to, uh, write some of the music that you hear on the show and, uh, create some of the vision. So it's, uh, it's a fun experiment.
0: And Weed Buds Radio is obviously owned by the Rise Above Media Group, which Matt does all of the sound engineering for our clients as well, and we've got a few new ones coming on board, and Matt is brilliant when working with clients he hears exactly what they're thinking and puts the best sound together so it's been a lot of fun to obviously produce Weed buds radio and it's great to be back and we'll talk about our hiatus and everything else that's happened in the last year or so uh but it's been a lot of fun and exciting to bring on new partners and new shows into the rise above network what is it like when a client uh, reaches out to you from uh, Rise Above and just explains to you kind of a vision for a show? Like, how does that process work for you? Because for the rest of us, it's just magic.
1: Well, in in you know creating a podcast and and all, all the cool things that that we've done at Rise Above, um, it really it it reminds me of. Like a blank canvas, and you have to start with with the right color paper because you might want to paint on a a normal, you know, square or rectangular piece of white paper, or maybe you want to have like a multicolored paper. You're gonna start the painting with. So, I try to like allow the whoever whoever the client is ultimately to create the vision, and then. And then I'm just translating it, rather than like, rather than creating it myself. I feel more like I'm translating the vision and helping navigate like the the difference between words and sounds.
0: I remember when Christina joined us, and if uh, you haven't checked out the Christina DiAngelo podcast, you definitely should. Um, she called and said that she spoke colors to you and all of a sudden you put together this amazing sound and i wasn't surprised at all but it was just exciting to see one her excitement as you know getting ready to launch a show is but it really is magical she's like i told i like you know blue and pink and green and i you know i love people and i have a nonprofit and i this is just my world. And she was like, he only needed me for like 10 minutes. And then uh, you send me this sound back and it's like, that was it. That was it. I just didn't know it. So super cool, man. I And I just, I appreciate what you've done for Weed Buds Radio and helping us get to where we are today because i I would have thought we made it like fifteen episodes when we started I never would have thought we we're coming up on a hundred uh, so thank you and then of course thank you for you know the work that we're doing to help other people uh, envision their own
1: shows this guy
0: <laughs>
1: freaking A, this guy right tell tell us what, before before we get into too much tell us a little bit about the new shop you've opened up because I am Like so hype on that and I believe we have some excellent products downstairs as well.
0: Oh, yes. So, it's been a crazy year. As many of you might know, uh, I think last uh, July or uh, July was our last episode of last season. We had to cut it short uh, because we were working on some crazy projects and ultimately... It was time to utilize the knowledge that we've learned with all of you. And talking to the incredible people that we've spoken to over the last few years, I really felt like, maybe it was foolish, but I felt like I could do it. I felt like I could open a dispensary. I obviously had experience in retail in in that kind of community setting with the Saco drive-in and I just I don't know it was in my bones like I felt like I needed to do it and we had an incredible team uh, that if it wasn't for them uh, it never would have gotten done. Uh, Licensing is in as hard as everybody tells you it is it's harder and so I'm just super grateful for everyone that was involved with this but we opened Bud's Emporium in Medway, Maine it's in northern Maine, I mean there's definitely more north you can go before you hit the Canadian border, Uh, I think we're like 52 minutes or so from the border it's pretty far up there Bob it is far up there and uh, you can't get there from here but it's a great little humble shop Uh, It was definitely a labor of love, and we did it. And it's part of that Buds brand's ecosystem that we've cultivated here. You know, we released the Buds Reserve Delta 8 products uh, in a couple markets last year. Yeah, and now we have Buds Emporium and Weed Buds. And potentially some other exciting buds, brands type of things coming down the pipe. But those will be for a later date. So if you are ever finding yourself in northern Maine, uh, specifically in the Katahdin region, which is the largest mountain in Maine and the peak of the Appalachian Trail. So, beautiful camping, hiking, rafting, skydiving, all of the recreational activities that there is to do, you can do it in the Katahdin region, and we were, I think, the first recreational cannabis store north of Bangor, and the only one in the Katahdin region, and just, so excited about it. So I definitely encourage you, uh, if you're in Maine, make the trip. I mean, we are in uh, Portland at The Nest, and uh, Matt's and his team's uh, studio space, which is uh, different than Breakwater, where we started back in November of 19. Um, but drive on up. And if you aren't in Maine, come visit. All right, summer's here. It is the most beautiful state In the summertime. I think that's what every northern state says.
1: (laughs) If you enjoy some space and peace, there is a lot of that here. So that's I think the Mainers are very cool and relaxed. And it's just a great place to come, like spread your wings.
0: And we're a service industry state. We're a tourist state. And so you're right. I think we are well uh, positioned to nice you know some of it might be commercial uh you know especially during the summer when it gets super busy but it is it's lovely the people are great it's a beautiful place to come visit and I know some of my friends out in California that have come to visit they'll tell you now but Maine has some of the best cannabis in the country by far
1: oh yeah oh yeah And we, you know, Maine's a great place, man. Come check it out. It's We we would love you to visit.
0: Absolutely. So
1: Buds Emporium, BudsEmporium.com.
0: Check it out. Um, But that's really what I've been working on for the last year. And I'm excited to get Weed Buds into its next season and its next evolution. I feel like every year we learn some new stuff. We, you know entrepreneurially play in some new stuff and really explore this industry as, as deep as anyone can. And really, enough about the Emporium and Buds. What I really want to talk about today, we did the recap, but I want to recap what the DJ has been doing for the last year and share a little bit about not just the journey he's been on but the journey he just came back from and so Matt you've had a wild year uh, since we last took a break so would you share with all of our buds what you've been starting up in your life
1: well I have a a beautiful family, which is a uh, amazing blessing, and we got to visit Kenya. <laughs> and had the experience of a lifetime. We got to explore the Ngong Hills, uh, over outside Angata Ragai. So wait, how
0: old is your son when he gets to go to Kenya?
1: Yeah, he's a year and a half and you know, he's running around, just living life, making friends already and such a lucky guy. But oh yeah.
0: So why why did you go to Kenya? What was the purpose of the trip?
1: You know, I think a lot of it has to do with like exploring and expanding your perspective, as well as exploring and expanding your business because those things both together can grow harmoniously. And it doesn't have to be like personal growth or business growth; they can both happen together. And it was it, that—that's how that trip felt, and I really liked that experience. I mean, Kenya's really beautiful. Um, there's, there's like a lot of fun things to do, and like beautiful, beautiful wildlife, and the the people are so humble, you know. And um, was
0: there anything like? Did you have any? I suppose, preconceived notions of what the experience would would be like. I guess, like, take me two days. I think I saw you, was it the day before your flight or two days before your flight? Either way. Right before I left. Yeah, right before you left. What what were you expecting, like, at that point in time? And then we'll talk about, like, after you landed.
1: I definitely expected it to be a lot more hot and it was very comfortable weather um i think the i also expected maybe um just just a different energy like um i guess i can't explain it in words as much as like you know i really miss listening to afrobeat um and the the music is just so incredible and like we had a bunch of like dance parties with our family nice super fun and just got to you know we had to, you had to work hard for your water really that's for sure man i mean yeah, wa- yeah it's hard to find clean water um especially just you know a lot of th- there's a lot of hardship over there i think there's a lot of like beautiful things happening, but there's also definitely a lot of people struggling. So but they're not, you know, it's 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 just like any place else in the world. There's there's beautiful places and there's really hard places. You know what I'm saying? So
0: Was that a surprise to you at all? Like were you expecting, you know, some of those challenges as you know, like for the communities, or like was it I, I'm just trying, because like when, I, when I picture it anyway, right, when you mention that, it's like, you know, you've see, kind of seen documentaries, right? It is hard to get water. Um, it's hard to find clean water. Um, and you kind of I think... Mean you just walk
1: down the street and pay a couple bucks and fill up your tank, but, you know, you can't drink the tap water like you can in Maine. Really? And you can't, like, the well water, you probably can't drink either. You have to, like, at least, like, do more filtering and boiling on your own end. Okay. Um, and the water in Mombasa was so bad. But Mombasa was amazing. We we took a, a a train from Nairobi to Mombasa, which is an island off the coast of Kenya. And yeah, I mean that place. The water is the ocean is so healing, man. That that's a great place like for some healing, and it's so warm. And you can like drink coconut water on the beach. It's so good. <laughs> is it <laughs> like so fre- fresh coconut water? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, you see the coconut trees right there.
0: No, kidding. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. That's it's, a blast. It's so,
1: it's so much fun. in the And the, got to swim in the ocean. Man, So a like, warm ocean. Was it
0: like green or like blue? Like, what was the water like?
1: It, it was like a, a darker blue for sure. Um, it was a lot of like, where I was at least, there was a lot of like waves. Okay. Like nice waves. And like, like uh, a lot of healthy seaweed You know what I mean? It was like a very healthy ocean Yeah Yeah
0: So I know you did uh, You went out And I know you enjoyed the music So tell us about like What the nightlife was like What the music was like What the food was like
1: So the nightlife was For, for me it was spent like uh, You know Hanging out at home with the family Yeah And we did a lot of our traveling during the daytime. Um, we went to a couple different like animal sanctuaries. We went to an animal orphanage called the Nairobi Animal Orphanage. And they're like taking care of like orphaned animals or, um, animals with challenges that would leave them dead in the wild. And it's just freaking awesome place. Like so cool. Um,
0: and that was the beautiful lion that you posted on your Instagram story. Oh,
1: yeah, the lion, man. Um, man, it's it's a really fun place. I got to pet a leopard there. I don't know if, like, you're, like, technically supposed to be doing this. <laughs> sh- but uh, it, was, it was very enjoyable. And the our family in Kenya is, like, so kind. And they, like, took us around anywhere we wanted to go, just, like, the traffic is rough for sure. Really? Like, oh yeah. See, I, dude, I never would have expected a lot that. Of traffic, bro. It's like it's super rough traffic, and the buses or the matatus are savage over there. Like they do not mess with the matatus, man. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, don't mess with the matatus.
0: So, like, what's what's the population?
1: Uh, not, I, I mean, Nairobi's huge. Like, we didn't even really explore Nairobi yeah. that much. Like, we kind of explored uh, guy. Okay. Which is outside of Nairobi. and I mean, I don't know the population. There's a lot of people that live there. Like it's probably maybe similar to like the size of like Westbrook or something. okay? Or like it's I, I don't I don't know to be honest. I, c- I could be totally wrong, but it's it's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big suburb outside of Nairobi. And there's only one road to get there, but it's like it's like a, the, one of the main suburbs outside of the city. And there's a lot of Maasai. The Maasai people live up there, and they have like beautiful land um, that they they raise their cows on and um, live life very like well, organically, <laughs> you know. For like and just and, uh, yeah, it it was cool, man. There's. A big, big market there of fresh fruits and vegetables like a mile long every day from sun up to sundown. And So you were in heaven. Oh, yeah, man. You can eat your watermelon, your pineapple, apples, oranges, lemons, like whatever you need, they got over there. I promise you that. It'll be fresh. And how does it compare sugar to cane, like, our dude. produce? Better, way better. Yeah. Like how funny is that? You think you live in America, you got good produce? <laughs> I don't think so, man. Our soil is fucked over here you know, we've been, we've been poisoning our soil for years. Look at the, look at the research with the DDT and everything they've been spraying for years. And over there in Kenya, you know, I don't think they have like mass pesticide stuff sprayed like that. So the, it tastes really good. Um, and there's just a lot of fresh vegetables over there. I mean, I know people can get good veggies over here too, but seriously, guys, like we, we fucked up our soil. Okay. (laughs) We need to fix our soil in America, guys. We're fucking up it's our true. soil. You guys want to live in an f- arid country? That's where we're going towards. Yeah, and then we create America's going chemi- to be the biggest desert on the planet. Just watch.
0: And then we create new chemicals to fix the soil. Yeah. and Then we create new chemicals to fix that after the next one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What were some of the like other meals, or I guess, what are some traditional meals mm. um, that you would find in Kenya?
1: In the morning... Have Kenyan tea, which is very similar to like chai tea with milk and uh, water mixed with a bunch of like black tea, spice tea, and that's sweetened with some sugar. little sugar, yeah. Or oh yeah, oh really good sugar. Or you just have it with um, you make like a fresh tea in the morning and have some mandazi, and the mandazi is like a, a kind of like fried dough. Okay, it's like little little fried doughs. And they're very good.
0: Who doesn't love fried now?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we would cut up, like, a big watermelon and a pineapple and eat that all morning. Awesome. And maybe have some, like, porridge or oatmeal. Okay. That was so good.
0: All right. How about lunch?
1: Lunch would probably have some namachoma. Ooh, what's that? Which is just grilled meat. <laughs> um, really? And have it with, uh, let's see, like, maybe some ciabatti, which is, like, a flat bread. Kind of, and it's very delicious and savory. Um,
0: is it like, like non?
1: It's more like a wrap. Okay. Yeah, it's like kind of what we call a wrap, and then maybe have some kachumbadi in there, which is like chopped up tomatoes and onions and cucumbers. Um, and that that would be really good. Like you kind of like roll it up like a little wrap, or like eat it with like you like scoop it up like chips or something um or like angelica probably my my wife probably had like just more fruit like apples um and i i made like a a homemade pasta sauce one day for everybody like italian style (laughs) shout out to all the italians out there
0: (laughs) (laughs) christina's definitely happy (laughs) yeah
1: fresh tomatoes fresh onion fresh zucchini i made a really good sauce
0: how about dinner now I'm starving.
1: Oh yeah, right. Dinner. You got to have ugali. Everybody's having ugali which is like corn flour uh and a, like a big like soft bread basically kind of like thing. And then you dip that in with like a good stew or like some more namachoma grilled meat um and add tomatoes, maybe make some samosas. Um, which I think everybody knows what a samosa is over here. It's just like a f- like it's like a uh, deep fried. Say, like a meat like, dumpling, yeah. but it's
0: not like an it's Asian like a meat dumpling. It's
1: I think it's actually dumpling. from like India. I don't think that's I that's think, a Kenyan food. I think so too. But there's a lot of there's a lot of like mixing of the Middle Eastern food with the African food, and it's so good. I mean, there was not like I think only I maybe saw one Italian shop. So like. Maybe I'll go open up a pasta shop over there. <laughs> just I'm not gonna do that. But uh it it was it was really good and um Angelica's family cooked us like amazing food all the time and just really made sure we were like fresh food, fresh vegetables every day. Like avocados are in season right now, so they're super super tasty and like just delicious avocados, man. Just the deliciousest you've ever had. <laughs>
0: I was thinking about, when you were talking about that, just when I went to Hungary and the family that I stayed with there, and obviously the family you stayed with was your family, uh, but the family I stayed with there, it was... Similar in terms of like every morning, uh, the mother or father went to the market and it was fresh bread um, and fruits and yogurt and what, you know, and and lunch was like, so like they would almost get the items to prepare the, the meal before the meal rather than going to the grocery store on Sunday and, you know, getting food that's, you know, preserved for a long time. Um, so, you know, I just as you're talking the about fresh that, food, yeah, it doesn't get much, much better than that. Obviously, you are a music guy. So tell us about what the music is like in Kenya.
1: Well, there it's definitely the, <laughs> you know, that's that type of vibe. It's the Afrobeat vibe where it's it's just all about the one. Okay. Right. In America, and the hip hop is more about the one, two. You know what I'm saying? So is that how you swing your hips? It's, yeah. It's <laughs> just, it's just a, little, you know, a little bit of dancing. Um, it, but uh, the Himmy Himmy song, super hot right now. I love that song. There, there's just a lot of really good music going on over there. We listen to like a lot of Afrobeat. We also listen to like Roomba and um, church music. Really? Which I love church music yeah. personally. I think church music is like so good when they're like all you got all the choir singing and oh man, I love church music.
0: <laughs> I, I love choir music and my dad's dad and mother, uh, my grandfather and my grandmother were both Episcopal ministers and I loved growing up in the church. And listening to the choir you know, There's definitely some choirs That I won't name which ones That you know I'd prefer over others But a really good choir There's just something so beautiful about it And my grandfather just, His voice His voice, his speaking voice Was powerful enough That his singing voice It, it elevates the entire church And just echoed So uh, I, it's beautiful And I can only imagine What it was like there
1: and yeah, big, huge churches. crazy big churches, man. People are getting demons exercised out of them. Whew. Shoot, Demons you run. No is d- it,
0: is it like is it like a theatrical type of uh, experience, or is it like kind of traditional in terms of like a sermon and a prayer and a song? Yeah. And yeah.
1: yeah, I think you're going to get all, the, all, all those variations, but you know, there's probably more dancing. Okay, And like more like just like kind of like excitement and movement. Whereas like, you know, I grew up in a Catholic church, right? And so like (laughs) you sit there with your legs crossed basically and don't say a word. Um, So that, that was a different experience for sure. But, you know, religion is the same everywhere, all over the world. And I think we're all praying to the same thing. So it doesn't matter ultimately what your religion is.
0: I love that. I love it. So what would you say was your biggest takeaway?
1: Be grateful for the job that I have and be grateful for the fresh water that I have, right? And those things are like, that's like a lot of life, you know what I'm saying? And also just be a little more happy, you know, because... Of those things, of being grateful.
0: I heard Bradley the other day talk uh, to some individuals and said, if I gave you a million dollars right now, what would you say? And the individual said, I'd be super grateful. And if I gave you $10 million right now, but you don't wake up tomorrow, what would you do?
1: share with my family. I said the same damn thing. <laughs> Isn't everybody going to do that? So, yeah, I don't no! know. It's interesting.
0: Everybody, so they all said, no, I wouldn't take the money. I don't, I want to wake up tomorrow. I wouldn't take the $10 million. I said the same damn thing. I'd mean, like, no, like, I got people that, like, $10 million, like, I mean... Take one for the team, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if the offer was, you know, real, I might rethink it. But I thought the same thing you did. But I guess most people would say, well, no, I'd like to wake up tomorrow. So I don't want the $10 million. At the end of the day, I mean, we we need to relearn gratitude every damn day. I do. Maybe it's a me thing. But I have to relearn it every day. I, I feel like I wake up with it and I know it. And by friggin' lunchtime! I need to relearn it. Uh, so I, I think that gratitude is something that we can take away from big moments like this, um, and we also need to figure out how to keep it in our brains. So that's definitely something I'm working on this year.
1: Yeah, the the gratefulness will expand your mind for sure, and I'm I'm very grateful for. Having a space as well, like, um, you know, being able to create content in a studio and work with artists that you're passionate about, and like, I'm, um, you know, a lot of us are living in our dreams and we just don't even realize it. So, you know, it's it's very it's very easy to to just be ungrateful. So I'm 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 working on it. You know what I'm saying? We're all, we're all working on it. It's all good.
0: I don't even... Yeah. Absolutely we're living in our dreams. How much time do we spend wanting something different than where we are? And we get there, and I'd go back. (laughs) I can think of plenty of times, or plenty of places I'd go back to. Uh, But I also really, really do appreciate where the hell I am today. And...
1: That's why I'm saying we gotta fix our soil, guys. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying we gotta fix our soil. It makes it makes a big deal for the cannabis crops. Makes a big deal for spinach, grow indoors. tomatoes. If you grow indoors, it still makes a big deal. It's gonna be harder and harder to find good soil from organic farms or places where but that aren't, aren't flooded. You know? Yeah, I mean you gotta get the resources from somewhere. Are you gonna fly over to Africa and get the resources? What are you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Come on, we can we can fix our own resources here and, and stop stealing from Africa. But, you mean uh, we can do better. <laughs> yeah, we can do better, guys. <laughs> fix our soil. We'll, we'll I, launch a campaign right now, Weed Buds. Let's fix the soil, man.
0: Well, I, b- before we wrap, I I don't know if you remember I think it was two or three years ago right when we started investing in some of the sustainability projects. And there was some sort of political meeting where there was like four officials from the US like four officials from Europe seven from Asia one country specifically and one representative from Africa guess where the trash was going at the end of that meeting there's no power there was no negotiation. There was a bully moves and basically put the representative in a position where resources would be withheld if they didn't agree to build a landfill. They had one rep and all of these other people. Like, can you imagine, and I'm sure he was a professional individual, but can you imagine? Like, that's intimidating for anybody especially when you have a community of individuals that needs every dollar coming in.
1: Yeah, I mean, man, some deep problems, you know, but I think we can all, we can all do something to help. And I appreciate Weed Buds for, for opening my mind. And I, I think that's gonna just help with everybody. If, if we can listen a little more than we speak We'll all be good.
0: Hell yeah! And speaking of gratitude, I just want to express my most sincere gratitude to all of you because truly, when the weed buds started twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen, and we grew and we, you know, we got to the place we needed to rebrand, and that was risky. Uh, and scary and intimidating and we did that together and I really appreciate I'll never forget uh, you, me, and Angelica at uh, Sebago uh, talking about it and having the realization that we had worked with each other in a past life literally not a metaphorical past life which we very well may have uh, but in a previous career life for both of us had uh, to worked together and when it was time to find the best audio engineer in the state of Maine, the best filmmaker in the state of Maine told me it was Matt and we started working out of Breakwater Studios in South Portland, Maine and I f- like for me that was such a massive step up that from my Yeti microphone in home studio and to see where we are four years later of work and cultivating a community that has been loving and supportive and inspiring to continue producing shows, uh, to continue growing the ecosystem that which we've cultivated here Uh, and I really I remember being like 15 episodes in and saying to Matt I don't know where we go from here like we've had brilliant minds already you know we were at started at BizCon and you had you know Leafly and some weed maps and just some other really great you know, pioneers of different spaces and uh, Chris Crane from you're just people who pioneer different sectors of this industry uh, to now being in a position to pioneering some things ourselves so thank you all so much for joining us on Weed Buds Radio thank and you. we are excited to launch into our next season and we have some amazing guests coming up. So stay tuned and be sure to follow us at WeedBudsRadio.com and on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere else. And Matt, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Man, this guy. Bri, what an amazing human. I love you, bro.
0: Love you, too. Signing off. Weed Buds Radio.
1: Peace. Puff Puff Peace. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs>